You are now listening to Push Radio. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can bring me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? We made it, you made it You still on the ride with me Push radio, push podcast Whatever you want to call it We just having a good time pushing pushing the city And pushing these issues that we talking about I got a good show for you this week I got my cousin, your girl Silver Danielle, she's the, uh, the owner Of her royal dopeness, she also has a non-profit She's a teacher in the city of Detroit So she's doing a lot of things Her opinion definitely matters So we're going to talk to her And then the topic of the week is just simply Why do people feel like they have to leave their city Like their hometown Just to make it I'm not talking about nobody in particular I'm not talking about no towns in particular So before you get all mad at your boy Calm down But it's a real thing You ever had those folks That it was just like Yo if I if I just move to the south If I just move out west Yo I know I can make it Like we just gonna talk about it I'm not, I'm not gonna go in on nobody <laughs> But anyway You know those are the things We gonna do We gonna hit y'all with a good topic Good conversation And then we also gonna hit y'all With this music Matter of fact Let's just get into this music Right now on Push Radio Episode number three Rah! Promise me it's alright. I, I, I own 
almost gave up But a power that I can't explain Fell from heaven like a shower now Oh, I smile Even though I hurt, see, I smile I know God is working, so I smile Even though I've been here for a while I smile, I smile So hard to look up when you've been down Sure would hate to see you give up now You look so much better when you smile Smile
every single night I take a nice long ride Out in the country where I can fly Doing 95 with the stereo high That's when I think about you and I And I am free If you wanna go and take a ride with me We could bump Nelly till we fall asleep And girl relax, you can leave it all to me I'm a smart little one from law degree If you get into trouble, you can call on me Girl, no, nah, I was just playing Let me get back to what I was saying Cause I've been around the world I've been around the way I've been in New York City I've been to LA I've been, oh, so many places I've seen Oh, so many places I've come Somebody special from the city of Detroit. We have Silver Danielle. She is a teacher in the school system. She also runs uh, a couple nonprofits. She also has a couple businesses that have to do with fashion. Say what's up to the people, Silver. What's up, what's up? This is Silver Danielle. I'm excited to be with you all today and just chop it up about why I want to push Detroit. Yeah, I love that. And we always like to hear from the people, the people that's actually on the ground running, the people that's actually in the community doing some things. And uh, I like to bring them to the forefront. So stay tuned. We're going to have a little bit more from Silver Danielle. We're going to talk about a couple issues in the community, what's touching the people, what's motivating the people, and we want to hear what's pushing Silver Danielle. So stay tuned. I love God, you what I wanna Gotta deal with it, we'll spend 
and I still live it, never chill with it, still winning in the field with it, put the real in it, no concealing it, put the kill with it, never spill with it, till the kill with it, put the kill with it, you can still get it, I can still feel, in the field, in the field, in the field with us, really ain't no fear in us, really ain't no fear in us, you might wanna give it up.
our community is depleted one because bodies are missing yeah. but also those that had attained certain levels of knowledge and education yeah. and went certain places um, with their careers decided that that's an opportunity for us to move so now those that are still here you've abandoned the people that really <laughs> built your city because it was not Dan Gilbert or anybody else the money people didn't build the city it was the big mamas on the corner you know it was the people that were in foreign motor company they're the ones that built the city and you yep. have abandoned them and forgotten your roots because you got a couple of dollars and i'm determined not to do that so is my money the only thing i'm gonna do for this city no but it is something that you can do without even thinking about yep. it to make sure that you are equipping the city because what's not happening what's happening in downtown and midtown is not reaching seven mile and eight mile but your money being there can yeah yeah and i mean she is touching on something that's been on my heart like she knows i you know <clears throat> for those that don't want story we, we just moved back to the city or to michigan uh, probably less than a year ago and we were living in, in what is a suburb suburban area with a beach and all of these things and uh, I kind of felt like the same way she does like the people kind of leaving the city just to go a mile up the road like I wonder why people feel like yo when I make it I gotta leave like I'm not bringing no more money back I'm not coming back I'm, I'm going everywhere I'm going to Novi and for those who know the geographical area or they don't know the geographical area, the eight mile is a real place like it separates uh, kind of the haves from the have nots, so to speak, or what they want to say it does. Uh, and then it picks back up further. Obviously, there's other little pockets like Pontiac and Inkster and stuff like that that, that are not as fortunate. But why do you think people feel like they have to leave once they get on, once they get hot once they get their education why, why do they have to go to bloomfield why do they have to go to gross point why do you feel that is yeah and and to be real like being younger that was a mindset i had that making it meant getting out of the city and i see that a lot of times with even my students it is ingrained in them that to do better means you have to live you have to leave i'm sorry so we have to do something to break that and realize that we are responsible for changing our communities and we don't invest our young people like we should in their city and they're the ones that's most affected by the problems that we have because there's such as a divide between the old generation and the young generation the old folks is like well the young people mess this stuff up <laughs> and the young people like well y'all made us this way right, right. so it's this disconnect and nobody is taking responsibility for the city so it's easier to say i'm gonna take my stuff and go and run and that's the way i can give back by saying i made it we don't need more faces on magazines to show that i made it out we need faces at the bus stop saying i made it and i'm still here and that's the problem is that it's a mind thing that has to be broken down that the goal is not to make it out the yep. hood the goal is to build the hood live in the hood embrace the hood because i would rather be in the hood than in the suburbs any day i like hate subdivisions and i genuinely pray like like, God, please, I will drive the minivan, but please don't make me have to live out here because I'm committed to this, and that's where my work is. Like, it's a real thing. Like, I see people that come just to my house, 
and I live in Detroit, right? Uh, and I see them, and they turn their nose up. They don't think I see them, but they turn their nose up. Like, I don't stay in, like, the slums, but you can tell, like, where I am. Like, you can tell what city I'm in, what area I'm in, and I can see people that come from, like, the Farmingtons and the outside area, and they turn their nose up. What do you think it has to do... What do you think has to happen to get more people just to change the image or to move back or to, or to kind of feel safe again about coming to the city beyond just going downtown for a game or going to a restaurant and then leaving right quick? Or is it possible? Like, do we have too far to go? Like what? It's not an issue that I don't think is possible. And... So I anticipate in the next five years, Detroit will look very different and it won't be a matter of anybody is scared to come to Detroit because Indian Village is real nice and right. it looks different right. right now if you go there. So my concern is not to get people not to fear us. That's not, that's not my movement because I think even like... So politics and respectability is something I think about all the time. And even like when you look at the civil rights movement, advancement, we had to show that we were worthy. Right. We were good people. That's the reason why Claudette Colvin couldn't be the face of the Montgomery bus boycott because she was a teenage mother, even though she did the same thing Rosa Parks did mm. before Rosa Parks did it. But Rosa Parks had the respectable look, right? She worked for the end NAACP. She was a seamstress. She was married. She had all of these things that made her look acceptable to lead yeah. a movement. And we tend to recycle those ideas that we have to look a certain way to be accepted. So from what I want for Detroit is not to have people outside feel like, yep, they are worthy. They are good. It's not that bad there. And thus the people there aren't that bad. My concern is the people that are here. I want them to know the beauty in themselves yeah. and in their people. Like Detroit is the capital of blackness in the United States. It is the largest black city in this country. And for that, it's not an issue do the people in the white suburbs like us feel safe with us and appreciate us? But do we love ourselves and our neighbors and our brothers that have been in this struggle? Do we look at them and say, we're going to stop the violence because you my brother. Mm. You know, that's what we need to make safe. Not, I'm going to go on the other side of 8 Mile because now I'm not so worthy. Right. And the reality is, I feel more safe at home on 7 Mile then I do when I go down in Midtown and downtown. I make sure I'm doing the speed limit and I'm real cautious. So even safety yeah. has to do with privilege and power. It's not even about the people that are there. And I could go on and on about that because poverty and crime are created by yeah. other different things. So it's no coincidence what is happening in this city right now. She's. I know y'all feel her. I know y'all feel her out there. Hit the like button or something just to let y'all know y'all feel. Y'all know y'all feel that. Like it's people here that actually care. Stop. Like one of the things that, that used to frustrate me. I used to be in Virginia and I used to see the news. And every time Detroit made national news, it was never, ever, ever about anything positive. Right. Like 
nothing like not one thing and i know for a fact just from connections and talking to other people that there's some people that care there's some good things that's going on here there's good things going on probably in your urban neighborhood that's just not being reported but it's up to us to really make sure those things come out it's up to us to make sure that we continue to be a good example look so i don't want to get off i don't want to miss your last point because i know you have one more thing you want to touch on that like pushes you on a daily basis so before we get too too deep what pushes you? What's the last thing that, that pushes you? Yeah, so the three again were my family, my people, and the last is my God. Everything I do is because when I stand before him, I don't want to get my well done, thou good and faithful servant off grace. I want to have earned that. Like, I want him to be proud of me. I want him to smile thinking about me. I want him to be able to brag on me like he did Job. Have you considered my servant silver today? That's what I want God to think about for me. So every day I try to be better and go harder than the day I did before. Because I don't want to waste the fact that he took time specifically to form me and create me. That he had this whole universe and still thought I need silver in that. It's not complete until silver is in that. And that's a blessing that billions of people and he still wanted me. And so because of that, every day of my life, I will be going hard for him and doing better every single day. I'm far from perfect and it's going to be a long journey, but I am committed for that because he's so awesome. He's so dope and I love him so, so much. He's an amazing guy. Like for real, God is, God is smart, man. Y'all ever think about that like it's a reason why God put y'all where y'all work yeah. where, y'all, where y'all live or where you were born where you grew up it's a reason why God put you there yeah. like and, and a lot of us are ashamed of it a lot of us ignore it a lot of us don't do anything with the fact that we we come up in a Detroit in a Pontiac and wherever you are like yeah alright yeah we all want better for ourselves we go to school like we go experience new things we travel etc etc but it's a reason why we were put in that area is because now we have a connection to the struggle, we have a connection to the pain, and we have a connection to the people and really a responsibility so we can go back and do some good, push them, and bring some more people out. That doesn't mean leave, but that means out of that situation, meaning mentally, meaning financially, or whatever that situation is, it's holding them down. You know, we have a responsibility to uh, to help them, to help other people. But listen, we don't, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play a quick tune. I want to hear what what songs is really pushing Silver Danielle so we can play that for you guys too. I know y'all hear a heart, hear a passion, but we're going to take a quick break. You listen to Push Radio. Keep it locked. You are listening to Push Radio Detroit. Money, they 
Ain't stressing, ain't stressing now. Feeling real good about life. Been a blessing, been a blessing now. Learn these things through the pain and the strife. When you move, when you move on. When you climb those hills, it had to climb. There's a mountain in the way every time, but I survive. Oh, I. I'm good. Two dollars in my pocket, I'm good. They tryna get me caught up, I'm good. And I ain't never going back, cause I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And if they want it, they can get it, I'm good. Tell them that I'm coming with it, I'm good. And if they think that I'ma quit it, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Man, I'm Working for Jesus, I never needed a cubicle Clipping my cuticles, dog. the shorties been used to you The women I end up with, bro, they never been suitable And the album on the way, relax, I'm human too You never been usual, you usually talking But never pray for them juveniles, dog. the story unusual Flow caps through the roof, verse pharmaceutical Yours, high school musical, we never need two of you, dog. These rappers then blew up too Waving in any little boat is movable, losable. I am something incurable. The adventures are falling because of pride. Trying to just make you mine. And really, I just had to change your side, dog. The album on the way. I'm just trying to make a way. I be blessed and want to stay. Yeah, yeah. And the album on the way. Yeah. Feeling like the Lord about to leave me, but I know that God love the most. When your friends looking shaky, you got that guy love the most I've been trying to stay colder, I know that's when it get cold Got different pictures for stories, but that's the three that I chose Man, let me chill with that, follow the father, then build with that Hold enough father, get real with that, holy wave, I know they feeling that People talking like they the ones gonna die for you Yeah, yeah, like they the ones been down for you Yeah, yeah, yeah I know how to do, so if they ask how I did it, I got a point of me, you I ain't foolish, 
I be coolin'. Labels callin', oh yeah, I know they be joolin'. And we just touch down on the moon. That waves Earl Jones, Lotus Wave are coming soon.
we heard what pushes you. Tell us a little bit about kind of some of the projects that you've worked on. I know about Her Royal Dopeness. Tell them where they can find out more about you or any projects that you're working on, anything that's kind of close, near and dear to your heart that affects the community. Tell them about that. Yeah, so um, I have a blog, HerRoyalDopeness.com. So if you want to know more information about me or read some of the posts up there, um, that's HerRoyalDopeness.com. Also in December, um, December 2016, I released a prayer CD called Humble. Um, and it's all based off the verse, if my people who are called by name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Um, so it's actually a prayer CD. It's 12 different tracks, but they're all done over hip-hop beats. So it's not the typical, like, um, mother of the church kind of wailing and travailing so kind no, of thing. No CC thrown. No CC, no Juanita Bynum. Right. Behind the veil. <laughs> right. All right, so when you, when you say, like, a prayer CD, is it like, I'm going to press play and people going to be praying over my life? Or do I, like, press play and I agree? Or how, how does that work? So the whole thinking behind this is I wanted to reach people that were unsaved, unchurched, don't know anything about prayer, just the regular average person. So we pray over um, their, the intro begins with us just saying the verse that I just said. And then there are two, what I call um, freestyle prophetic prayer with myself and one of my friends, Damo Lee, you can check her out. She's the leader of prayer ciphers. She doing some great work as well um we got in the booth push play and just started praying <laughs> and that was about it so it was all straight real prayer and then there was some people that prayed over specific targets so there are a couple of prayers for men um one for women a prayer for healing that's what my sister leslie who's actually a nurse practitioner so she knows about um, every kind of sickness, disease, illness under the sun, and she calls things specifically out and down. Right. Um, there's a poem on there as well as a sermonette telling the story of Gomer and Hosea. Um, and then a prayer about family, which she actually got to incorporate some kids wow. on there. And of course it ends with a prayer of salvation so that people can make a decision right there in that moment while they're listening to come to Christ because that's what it's all about. Um, Not about getting fame or publicity. I just want somebody to be saved from it. And I did it in a way that I wanted to be something. You can play your car and blast it. Like in the studio, I had them turn up the music because I wanted to see (laughs) what it would sound like from a car being blast all the way to the top. So it's something you can listen to and make Maybe not even realize it's a prayer, but you're still getting covered. So do you think this is geared or directed towards the church or the unchurched or anybody can get something? Anybody can get something from it. And I've gotten a lot of testimonies from people that are in the church and have been in the church. But really, it is for the unchurched. Um, Because I think the beats 
are ones that'll grab you. Even when we talk about music in general, people are oftentimes connected to the beat before they are yeah, the lyrics. So with the beats, I'm thinking they could be listening to it and then later on realize, oh wait, did they just pray? It's too late. You cover. We already got you. <laughs> wait a minute. That, that lump is gone. <laughs> we already got you. Yeah, so it's the people that don't know God, but hopefully by the time they get to track 12, they want to know more. That's real. That's real. So that's when they you hit them with the salvation prayer. Yeah. And like, oh, next thing they know, they're a part of the kingdom. Right, right, like that. <laughs> so, so they out here. All right, so you got the CD uh, that, that came out. Tell them where they can get the CD. So you can get that online at my website, um, HerRoyalDopeness.com, to download that. It is free. It's ministry, so I'm not charging for it. So you can download that. I'm also on Bandcamp. You can download it there as well and put on orders for physical copies on Her Royal Dopeness. People have ordered multiple so they can give them out for the purposes of evangelism if you want a whole lot though that's when i would say maybe some donations <laughs> amen <laughs> yeah we gotta support the cause out there you know we gotta support something good especially if it's good ground you know and she yeah. is good ground so i heard you mention you know obviously this is something that young people can get involved in i know you work in the school system as well like what's your perception uh, from a teacher's point of view, uh, and as somebody who, you know, not too old, not too young type of thing, like, how do you feel right now about the young people coming up in the community right now? Like, are we in good hands? Is the future in good hands? Or, or what's up? Like, how do you feel? I think uh -oh, that our youth, I think our youth are geniuses that our minds cannot quite understand <laughs> yet. And I really believe that they have the answers to everything. I have seen some of the brightest minds teaching, particularly this group that I have right now. Um, this is my second year with these students. And before I taught them and I told people I'm coming to teach at the school I'm teaching at and what grades I was teaching, like people were scared for me. They're like, oh my God, you're going to be teaching them sixth grade kids? Oh my God. Because they had a, such a reputation at the school of being the worst in the building and actually teaching a middle school, a high school. And they still had the reputation of being the worst. Like he is adults everybody was terrified for me because they're like you're teaching these kids but they have been some of my favorite kids really? in the four years that i've been teaching the things that i've been able to do with them like they are able to analyze and have real conversations about stuff literally i was not talking about until i got to college you know we were just breaking down things about um we did a unit mlk fred hampton and mumia abu jamal and we started with looking at marlon the king from outside of the snippets and a student came to me like i really just had to read the whole i have a dream speech because there was more to it that they weren't telling me and this was on their own and this is from the group of kids that they told me were horrible. Now they're writing um, papers talking about poverty and yeah. racial injustice wow. and police brutality and COINTELBRO and FBI programs and they're eighth graders. Are you, so, are you trying to imply to me that they are woke? 
I mean, I don't even know if you like that. If you like that phrase, like people. I think my woke, babies like, are pretty woke. They are pretty woke in ways that I wish I was in eighth grade. But we're talking about kids. A lot of our population comes from Brightmore and the Cody Rouge neighborhood, yeah. which are the some of the most impoverished neighborhoods in Detroit, especially the west side of Detroit. So we have a hundred percent free lunch. It's not free and reduced. Everybody is free lunch. So the community in which I work in is one in which the people are are struggling, but yet they are able to come out and have these dialogues. I actually combined them and we had a discussion, a Socratic seminar with 10th graders in the building and they were excited about that because they were like, I'm going to take these 10th graders down and I can refer back to, but document five says, uh. and you know, as 12-year-olds. Wow. So our kids are really genius. We have to just believe that they are. Because I'm be real, those same kids go to classrooms down the hall sometimes, and it is a different story. Mm -hmm. And not to boast me or, or, you know, puff myself up, but it's like what heart do you have for them? And when you see them, do you automatically see them and say, you're a genius. I don't have to look at a test score. I don't have to hear anything you said. I'm looking at you and I know you're a genius. And they have to know it themselves. We take um, the standardized test map, and that's a test that they take nationwide to see what grade level you're on. I think I'm okay at my job, but I'm not all that amazing. But because I believed in them, these kids grew 300% in wow. one semester. Wow. Not a full year, one semester. You feel like most of that is because you you believed in them. Like I think most of it was. Like, it was relationship, it was love. And they told me, because I joked with them, I was like, if y'all do bad, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. I'm writing my letter. I'm played threatening them and they told me after it was over we didn't let you down so you can't let us down you can't go nowhere and so it's really about do we believe in them and do we see who they are because they will raise to the bar that we Right. But when we come in thinking this generation, and I hear that so many times, and I wonder, like, who is even this generation? Because it seems like people younger and younger are saying this generation to kind of separate themselves from what's going on. But when we stop that and realize that they are brilliant, then we can start creating things that change. You know, a couple years ago, I was teaching fifth grade, and granted, it was a different kind of climate. The kids there were a little more I was not in the suburbs. It was still Detroit. I wouldn't. No, that's not my ministry. I figured that. I figured that. You know, I was still in Detroit. Um, but after Mike Brown had died and they grouped up and this group was making t-shirts and this group was saying we can use art to fight back. And there are fifth graders at this time. So it's, what is the perception you have when you go in? Because when you leave me, I expect that you are going to leave me motivated. I believe that education is the only sphere that we have in which we can address simultaneously intersection intersectional oppressions at the same time. Because before me, I am training the doctor that is going to cure AIDS. I'm also educating the lawyer who's not just going to get a check, but they're going to repel, stand your ground. I have people in my classroom, and I can impart in them social justice values, not just common core, but the things that are actually going to take them and propel 
the world. I can't do it on my own. I wish I can change the world on my own, but I can't. But every year, I get to have 100 kids, and of those 100 kids, I believe that the answer to all of our problems lies in one of those seats. So when you think like that, then you'll be good. The kids are not the problem. They're never the problem. Education has shown me is usually the adult. So you feel like confidence is a big issue, but if we address the, the confidence... Uh, matter, they'll have hope and then we'll have it tomorrow that we've been praying about. Definitely. I think a lot of it is like a self-fulfilling process and we don't speak life to our kids, our communities, ourselves. We don't. And because of that, we can't be surprised when things look the way they look because you spoke it into existence. Right. And in order to break the curse on our city, we gotta change the words we talk about it. So if I see you, I'ma say I love you because because you're great and I don't have to know your name even but because we are in this together or we are whether you want to say we in it or not I've decided we are all in this together I am because you are Ubuntu that's a um, principle that I live by I am because you are it's Ubuntu it's the Swahili principle I am because you are I am because you are y'all better remember that and don't be just thinking about Akuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> I am because you are. That's good. That's I mean that's real. Now you said some things in there that made me kind of think twice. Like, are you implying that not all the teachers have the same uh, perception of the next generation? Like, do, do some of them just do not believe the same way that we believe uh, that they that the kids can do good? Like, do we have some bad teachers in there that's that's really not helping the situation? So every teacher should not be teaching, but I will say, um, when you teach at a school that has a limited amount of resources, we are asked to make miracles on a daily basis. It's got to be your passion if you're in an environment It like has that. to be, because, you know, I had 36 kids when I began the year in one class. Again, this was the class that they told me was the most difficult, the hardest. It wasn't even that big of a classroom. We didn't have textbooks. We didn't have curriculum. And so that can be overwhelming for a lot. And a lot of the highly, same thing I said about people leaving the city for like moving, we see that in education because Detroit don't pay all that great is teachers. So if you, you are help with the case, teacher, trying to get people to move. If like, you are a good teacher, a lot of the times they're going to the suburbs, and so Detroit is left with first year teachers, and you don't necessarily have the money to afford coaches in your buildings to cultivate those teachers. And so it's a lot of reasons that play upon that. Even issues like Sometimes we don't have paper, you know, paper. to print out assignments. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, paper that, is... like paper is not a thing that is always available. So this, you don't want to get those schools to get a kid's iPads. No. And, th and that's not to say that there are schools in Detroit that is like that. So <laughs> we a lot of times we think like city versus suburb, but it is really like the school up the street versus around the corner. Because I taught in a school where it was max computers all over the place. Like there wasn't a shortage of everything. They had all types of resources, exposed brick in the building. It looked awesome and absolutely fancy. But that's not where I'm at now, and we're both in Detroit. So some of these 
school, and it has. Never mind. Some of these schools have. Um, See, different... God got her. God, God shut her up. Different levels of Y'all better get a pre- get that press seat. Gotta gotta keep y'all from getting to a mess as well. Yeah, yeah. Close my mouth. Um, <laughs> so some the, the the where there's the most need is the hardest, and teacher burnout is real. You know, like it'll be hard working in them conditions, ten plus years dealing with some of this stuff. So it's not necessarily that they're bad teachers. There are amazing teachers in the city of Detroit. It's that the conditions that we are under, the same conditions the city is under, the same conditions our black and brown people are under, affects our teachers too. And it makes life difficult. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And really, as long as private prisons are a thing, like it's always going to be an issue in education because they need customers and they need clients. Right. So it's larger than, you know, your teaching staff. I mean, she's she's touching on some real stuff that, that's going on here in the city, right, in Detroit. But I know it's also because I have listeners in other areas, in Virginia and in Atlanta. You know, there's urban areas that, that struggle all over the country. We just kind of give you an excerpt kind of some of the things that we do. But... Why are you hearing those national stories about the school system? Just know that there are teachers that care. There's teachers that are actually trying to instill hope. And then also, you know, you can support, you know, through your prayer. You don't have to just look at the stories and be shaking your head like, oh, that's so bad. And then go back to your your nice life. Like, do something about it. Like, when I first created Push, it was, you know, the motto was do something about it. If you don't like the streets, if you don't like the culture, if you don't like the cleanliness, do something about it. No. I still feel that same way, and that, that really came from a song that woke me up. Like it was a song by Thizzle called "Do Something About It" that, that really pushed me. So I'm gonna put it on you, self. What song would you say has pushed you in life or pushed you currently? I don't know something that I don't know that, that kind of does it. I mean, it could be a prayer song if you want to go ahead with one of your if you want to cop out and just say one of yours and give a shameless plug, but. Like, give, give me something. Give me an artist or give me a track that, like, pushes you. That way we can play it for the people. Maybe it can help them out. Okay. Well, I will say uh, Show Baraka's last album was all, like, me screaming the entire time. <laughs> but it had to be one song. Wait, that I, was uh, not Talented Tiff. Was that Talented The Narrative. The Narrative. The yeah, Talented yeah. Tiff was good, okay. too, but the Narrative was a whole narrative. other. I'm like, yes, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, but Don't Waste Your Life by Lecrae. That's okay. the song that got me through college. Plenty of all-nighters at the library till 4, 5, 6 in the morning. And I would play that and it pushed me through yeah. because that's what keeps you going. I'm not about to waste this life that I was given. That's real. Go ahead and rap some of that song for the people. Don't wanna waste my life, life, life. Don't Paul said when Christ is resurrected, we will our life. I don't know the words that is. Some, some, some. No, Christ being alive. Don't worry, we're gonna play it for y'all next here on Push Radio. I wanna thank you, Silver, for coming through, just kind of sharing your thank heart. Thank you for having me. Like, for real, like, she's for real out here. Like, y'all keep her in your prayers. Go check out the uh, prayer CD that she has. HerRoyalDopeness.com. Yes. HerRoyalDopeness.com. Check out the CD, but then also pray for her because she's out here with the youth and the community, like on a daily basis, like helping them instill hope and still confidence. You know, keep her in your prayers. Keep the city in your prayers. Keep the urban neighborhood next door to you that you just kind of go around in your prayers because of some people that need some confidence. But we're going to go into this Lecrae 
Y'all want to waste your life. This was back in the day when he was still trying to find his flow. Like, it's like out in number like two or three or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna. That's a whole conversation right here. That's a whole other show. I'll play it because it, because it puts you. But yeah, we can we can get a whole panel of people in here and just talk just on that subject. We're not gonna do it right now. Uh, maybe on another time. But y'all keep it like to push radio. Thank you, Silver Danielle. We appreciate you. We're gonna be praying for you. Let's go into. Don't want to waste your life. Let's go. You are now listening to Push Radio. I got a back, pack, 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 give me Johnny, give me, give me You ready, you ready, now? so let's go Give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go Tribulation, let's go Across the nation, let's go Procrastination, let's go Hung on the cross in the cold Down for the young and the old Can't say you never know Heaven knows how many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go in together Trying to figure out what to do with your life What's it all about? Why is blood flowing through this body? Why is air in my lungs? Where we going now? Why did I get to place my feet here? That kingdom come, that kingdom come Oh, I got a song to sing And it's a song about hope for you It's a song about faith I see 
given us the spirit of fear But the spirit of love Looking like it's not here I don't doubt your heart I just know things change It just leads to pain I still bleed the same I still say I'm fine But I leave my brain Don't wanna think no more I can't defeat my shame Don't wanna play no more I can't defeat this game But that phone still rings Can't delete your name
perfect like romantic movies and Instagram pictures Not saying we don't have those moments Not saying real love is bad But that fakeness creates an impatience So people give up before giving a chance When she looks at the TV, that's not what she sees When she gets home and looks at her man Feels like the experience of real life Is not quite what he thought it should feel like So he stays out with his boys at the midnight When he gets home, this stirs up a big fight And it's at this moment Where love gets real and you start to question if God took Eve out of Adam's rib If Eve ate fruit from the tree that's forbidden, would you love her still? And if Adam blamed her after doing the same, tell me how would you feel? Would you give up on this real, 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 real love? We got that real love, real love We got that real Music, and then we also had some Jay Will with Love and Marriage. The brother singing on there, getting in, making it happen on there. I heard you, young man. I heard you. I heard you, boy. Singing, singing on there. But let's get to this topic of the week. Remember, I asked you guys, why do people feel like they have to leave their hometown just to make it? I mean, and I put in quotations because I put this on social media. Like, what does make it really mean? Like, so whatever you think make it is, I wanted to leave that out there just for the sake of it. But uh, Pastor Lemon said, you know, the scripture truth, Jesus' hometown didn't celebrate him because they knew him. So basically saying, you know, when people know you, it's harder for you to, to kind of be successful kind of when you put it down. Uh, Eshawn Fuller said, you know, I'm staying here, but a lot of times uh, people in your own town won't show you any love, let alone any outsiders. I guess, if, I guess it feels like you can start fresh somewhere else with no judgment. And so, yeah, that's true. I can see that. I can see how you cannot have any judgment if you go somewhere um, else. Now, a lot of you guys have uh, transplanted, maybe moved around the country. You know, maybe you feel like it's easier in, in your hometown. Leave that in the comments as well. You know, um, Sonny Smith said, uh, I don't feel like that at all. You know, what make what does make it mean anyway? Who defines success? Yeah, I think many times that's the problem. How about we just spend less time focusing on who's down, quote unquote, and just keep it pushing. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And um, a lot of people say, hey, well, if you look at my hometown, you'll see. <laughs> I know everybody come from different areas, but, um, you know, and that's just the thing, man. I put this on social media. So just something to think about. Like, you don't have to make it or do you have to make it? Do you have to leave just to feel like you made it? Or just to kind of feel like you can get the shot that you need. You know, a lot of people know my story, how I left. Uh, but I came back. I came back for a whole nother reason. But I want to make it here. I want to help some other people make it. I mean, that may not be your story. Nothing wrong with your story if you feel like you have to leave. It's all good. Just keep it pushing. Listen, I appreciate you guys for, for rocking with your boy on, on episode number three. I promise we'll be back with episode number four. Maybe I shouldn't promise. Maybe I should just keep my mouth shut and just see what happens. But I appreciate you guys. Listen, we got the um, push drive. So we're doing neighborhood cleaning April 22nd. We're doing Detroit in the morning. We're doing Pontiac in the afternoon. You can give at youcaring.com slash push network if you want to give. We're about 25% to our goal right now. So we got a little ground to make. want to make sure we got some people there, some bodies on the ground to help give out this food, to help uh, clean up these neighborhoods, help maybe just love on some folks. But then also we need some funds. 
<laughs> so if you can go to the link in the bio go to the link in the uh, description here give ten dollars give five dollars let's help push these neighborhoods out here this is your boy r dot and you've been listening to push radio episode number three and i'll see you next time let's get it